0: If you're listening to this right now, it's because you're a fan of best hour of their day and probably me, but not so much Fern. That tends to be the norm. But if you are listening, we just wanna ask you for one favor. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon is where we put some bonus episodes up. It's really the only thing we ask for. We've been doing this podcast for two years now. And we do it because we have a love for fitness, we have a love for helping others, a passion for developing other people and helping them become the best possible coach that they can be. And and we do it because we love it. We don't ask for anything, but we are asking that you support us on Patreon. It's $6 for the price of your fancy frappuccino with hazelnut syrup or whatever it is you get over it. Starbucks you can support the show and as we get more and more supporters on Patreon by the way it's patreon.com forward slash best hour of their day we're going to be adding even more right now it's a free bonus episode where we answer all of your questions but we plan on putting so much more out there exclusive and early content access to things that you know everybody else doesn't get so once again We don't ask for much. So, if you love the show, if we're helping you, chances are, if you listen to this show and you're a coach or a box owner, we've helped you make way more than $6. And not, not only that, we've helped just make your life better, whether we entertain you or whether you've implemented many of the awesome things we talk about here on the show. Check it out. If you don't, you know what? You can keep listening to the show, you can keep tuning in on a regular basis. Yeah, we put three episodes out every week. You don't have to support us on Patreon. We still want you to listen, but if you can, we appreciate it.
1: We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day.
0: All right,
2: everybody, we're back and we're going to talk about one of the things that makes me most angry in this world. (laughs) Strong start. Jason Ackerman. Jason Ackerman. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do want to oh, give a big yeah. shout out. I, I do want to give a big shout out to Jay. He is now on the podcast today. He is now a father. Um, and has yeah. texted me, he texts me the very next morning early and said, and I quote, this is not good for my downtime. <laughs> I think Mason can relate to that he's Dude, upset real, yeah man. right yeah and he's it, it uh and he's upset everything. he's he's upset that he no longer he just he just finally came to the realization of the of, even though I've been telling him for nine months that he no longer will take naps
3: oh yeah and oh, uh yeah. and I
2: was like I was like bro I've been taking a nap since like 2013 yeah. since 13, well it's bro. not
3: that you can't take a nap it's just that it changes from like your own nap to a joint nap it's you and the kid
2: Oh, I can't even do it. I'm not even. I'm not even capable of sleeping with my children in their house. I'm just like. I'm like one. I'm like one eye open. I'm like, what are they doing right now? Um, oh, they're terrorists. Uh, nah, but anyway, him, yeah, I'm super pumped for him. And uh, and obviously, Ross yeah. did all the work, and he's just there like usual. It's just like the podcast. Like, he's yeah, just kind of. It's just like hanging around. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, no. Uh, even more annoying than Jason Ackerman is merchant fees. Right? Yeah.
3: Like, what
2: affiliate owner now here's a deal so you john you own you own news river nate you are a member at news river and you guys started wheelpay uh together um how many people do you think know what they actually pay in
4: merchant fees monthly i i can give you an educated guess based on the recent onboarding of all the gyms uh almost no one Yeah. I think the answer is just about no one.
2: Well, so that's that. I think the reason is, is twofold. And so I don't actually, actually don't want to lay all of the blame on the affiliate owners. I'd lay almost none
4: of it on the affiliate owners. So, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about more of that, about that. Well, I think the, one of the things that we kind of uncovered when we were starting to build the system was that um, the layers that you have to go through to find the information that should be more available are sometimes challenging, um, and even boiled into how those fees are put into your system. Like it doesn't always appear the same way. It can look a different way. What's a transaction fee versus a service fee versus an accessibility fee. And, and I think that it took me in my own gym, truly researching what it was costing me to use the system about two months. And I actually had to contact my system administrators to ask them certain questions. Cause I, I didn't understand what these differences were. So, and, and I, I will take that even a, a bigger step and say like, I don't know that that's necessarily a gym industry standard as much as it is an industry standard in the facilitation of credit card fees abroad.
2: Oh, that I um, agree so with wholeheartedly. That like they they don't want you to know. Like no, I, I, no, I've like I've tried to go into the back end of our merchant processor and try to figure it out or or do something as simple as pull a report and mm. based on the system that we use you have to have a computer programming degree in order to figure that yeah. out. I'm like, I don't even know what this means, what you're what this thing that, exactly. that that I'm requesting at this point. And then when I get it, I'm like, Nope, that's not it. I have no idea what that is. And good luck getting somebody on the phone to help you with that. Yeah. And then, and then and when they like, try to walk calls. you through, yeah. And then when they try to walk you through it, you're like, you're not making any sense. Like, why can't you make this make sense?
4: And, and I think that is actually like a huge conversation that I had with the company that I was using before. It was, I had to call them and have them actually explain to me how the transactions were happening. And I, and I positioned a very simple question. When I boiled it down, I realized I was making such a low profit margin on my Aid sales. Um, I, I literally said, what is your solution to this? Because there's no value in me selling it at the price points that I'm paying for a single transaction. Um, And their solutions were not very elegant. It was, you can batch charge um, or you can set minimums. And I said, you know, I have a huge issue with that because that's, you're you're, you're kind of countering the retail environment transaction. We want you to buy something, right? If we're maximizing our profits by maximizing how much you have to invest in that, it's going to diminish how much you sell. And she said, well, that's, those are the options.
2: That's what we do. Well, so back up a little bit, because that might, that might have gone over somebody's head meaning like with regard to batching. So practically speaking, I want you to walk through what batching looks like for an affiliate owner.
4: Yeah, it's a, practically speaking, it's a huge inconvenience. You would basically say, okay, um, on the first and fifteenth of every month, I'm going to charge everybody. So you have until this date to like, you know, combine. And then you're and I I remember doing this. And I actually I, I'll be honest with you, I deferred this whole entire operation to an intern. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And if you want intern hours, like you need to start doing. So they would sit down for an hour or two and run each group charge uh, as batches through the athletes. And I was like, this is so time consuming and we're already not making enough money to justify like i wouldn't want to pay somebody an hourly wage to do that that would be a waste Well, you just
2: you well at that point you probably just lost your margin on some of those that's like, right like i'm paying somebody 15 12 bucks an hour to do that to run these batches and if i sell 20 to 30 fit aids i'm gonna make i don't know 30 bucks maybe yeah maybe maybe Right. And it's not a shot. So, and, and I, that's not fair to FitAid. I'm not, this is not a, it's I'm not, not sh- you know. I'm not poo pooing on 8 or Kill Cliff or any of these other, or any, anybody else no. in the retail space. It's not margins are margins and everybody should understand why they do that. However, the merchant processing portion of that, which is the middleman, they're the ones who, yeah. who make the transaction happen. Right. So thinking about, we're not talking about credit card companies. Now some of them may own their own processing plant, if you will. Right. However, but there's, there's the middleman who basically just skims off the top in that
4: transaction. Yeah. And somebody has to facilitate it. Some way your software has to access the ability to do that. And that's where we got connected with our, our now business partner, Kevin, who basically, you know, He's already built the technology we're using, so it it was it made the conversation really easy. So so these merchant companies they have to get paid. There has to be some sort of way that they're making money, and it's through a lot of times. What you'll see is, um, you know, you'll pay one point nine nine percent on a Visa card they're going to add 30 cents. And usually that 30 cents is where they boil into their profit center because they have to build a software system for you to use. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, expense that goes to it. So it's not a fee that shouldn't be paid. It's just one that we kind of asked ourselves in our environment. Is it one that we have to pay or can we, can we move that around a little bit?
2: So that's the catch, right? So like everybody understands that like somebody has to get paid. Most affiliate owners don't know that they're the one eating it. Yes, and then when they find out, they're like, "What is like? What's the alternative to me eating this cost?" Because you know what I think is very interesting is is you you guys started WheelPay for the retail environment, right? And we'll talk about more about what WheelPay and and the problem that it solves in just a second. But as you move that over into being the sole processor for payments, that's a whole different ball of wax. So like, as your revenue grows, so just spitballing here, if you're doing North of 30. If you're doing anywhere between the thirty to forty thousand dollars a month range, you're gonna pay and you're probably not even paying attention to something around fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars right. a year in merchant fees.
4: For at thirty grand a month, absolutely. You're probably yeah, right. paying more
2: around twenty. Right. So it's a a big expense. It's a lot. Right. So, and if you're doing 40, you're doing four eighty a year. I mean, just look at the percentage there. Like it's, it's a, it's something to the tune of like two to 3%.
3: That's actually what I really started. Started. uh, I came in one day and he had just found out what he was paying in merchant. Like I walked in and he he pulling
2: his hair out. You're like, son of a bitch coming out. He's
3: he's in the, he's in the, our athlete's bathing room and he had just gotten off the phone. So he was hot. So he's like, he, he's like, you will not believe. I'm spending a thousand dollars a month just in fees, and I yep. said, "Wow, what? Tell, you know, tell me what happened."
4: Nate's coming in to work out. I'm coming in. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
3: I'm coming to coach and work out, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Whoa!" So yeah, that, and, that had just happened. And
2: and any gym owner who's been around a while kind of knows the the complete goat rope that is like getting this set up when you, when you get into whatever your platform is, whatever you see on Wattify's implant or push press, like whatever you got to set up that as well. And then, and then you can never get the information that you're looking for. Right. It's just like, and, and I'm not really sure like how this is valuable, like other than the like, transaction has to go through. And right. So then the counter argument is like, well, how do I avoid merge fields altogether? We're like put everybody in an ACH. And I'm like, I, I, I get that conceptually. However, I know, yeah, I know it's exactly hard. zero people that have been able to execute that 100% across the board. And then there's there's hidden issues with that too, right? Number one, it creates a pain point in the purchasing process because some people don't want to do that. Some people want to get the points on their credit card. And I'm not here to give anybody a Dave Ramsey lecture on credit and all that other shit. Like, I don't care if you want to use the points, that's fine. But if I tell them they can't do that when that's they want, that's how they want to do it because I don't want to pay the three percent on the transaction. That's a weird, little awkward moment there, and and secondly, it it puts a real big speed bump in the kind of onboarding process with with regard yeah. to like getting them going because then you're like, hey, do you know your banking and routing number? And they're just like, mm, no. I mean. <laughs> I know mine. (laughs) I know mine because I was a financial guy in the military and I know all of those routing numbers, but like, I'm a weirdo. Right. So like, they're just like, what's about it? Like three, one, four, zero, seven, four, nine, seven, four. Like I know what it is. Like, so that, that stuff is weird and it just, it's awkward. They don't have it. And here's the kicker. If somebody's payment bounces, do you know what the chargeback fee for E for, uh, for ACH is? It's like thirty-five dollars in most instances. Dollars. Yeah. dollars. 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 Right. So like A, they just bounced. So you're gonna eat that fee. And then B, good luck collecting their payment. And then the fee on top of right. that. If it bounces a second time, ineligible <laughs> automatically. Ineligible. So now you have to get new information. Right. So and here's and again, practically speaking, because of this has happened to me, we all know how the system works. It's probably not getting resolved. In the next 24 hours, no. Right? In, in most sure. instances, right. So, which means <sighs> it is going to immediately try to ping it again. So, again, from a from a practical standpoint, the second that it bounces once, it is almost inevitably ineligible forever, because it's gonna hit, it's gonna ping again at midnight the next day, and you the only way you can avoid that is go in there and void the transaction to try to right. fix it or pause it. So I get that people want to do that, but there's such a pain point on the front end. And then there are pitfalls with regard to like get, having the interact where like I can ping a debit card or a credit card as many times as I want. And there's no fee. It'll just keep pinging it until it goes through, which is what you should have set up if you don't have that set up. But yeah, ACH is totally different. That's a different ball of wax. And then all of a sudden, if that goes through two, three times, so if it pings twice, 70 bucks.
4: Right, you're well, out half, half the membership. Yeah, you're out half
2: the membership, like right out of the gate. And I'm like, well, this is a gigantic nightmare. Mm-hmm. So, no, that doesn't sound like a better option. Now I have to police everybody's budgeting skills. I'm like, no, absolutely right. not. <laughs> so, you guys, and if if anybody can't tell, I've put some serious thought in this. <laughs> the,
4: don't so, let you go, man. Just go. Just
3: yeah, go. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I mean, just Jason, I get on. it, dude. It's like. Yeah you know, when you're on the other side of it and you're the one who has to collect all this information, like this is literally the conversation that we're having right now is the catalyst for saying, nobody's going to do it better than us. Let's just build it. And that's right. where it, it that's just right. steamrolled. Like, okay. let's just do it. Let's stop waiting around for something to appear that will magically fix these problems that we micro gym owners, us small businesses, the gyms that are under a hundred members who are just barely paying their rent. Like, how are you going to nickel and dime these guys when they're barely able to pay themselves? And that was the vision for where Real Pay came from. So
2: in that light, talk to me a little bit about Wheels. So no, no, first and foremost, you guys have been on the show before. However, I wanted to do a little bit more of a deep dive, um, because full disclosure, like we are, you know, like partnering because we really support what you guys do. We want to promote it. Like I understand the value of it. I don't know any gym that as their revenue grows, wouldn't like to keep two to 3% of that. We all know that like a healthy business is considered 5%. We also all know that in the event of the world of COVID, even running a 30% margin, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. You have the, I don't know, you have the solvency of about 90 days. If your business right. gets shut down and then you're completely folded. So yep. th- this is a real problem and, it, and this is how we're trying to push people towards really becoming profitable and trying to squeeze every cent out of it. This happens to be a big one because if you do have large aspirations of being, you know, a 40, $50,000 revenue facility, you're, you're talking about keeping 20 to $25,000 a year or mm-hmm. otherwise stated a full-time front desk person. Yeah. With no, with no increase in revenue. Like you'll just say you were on a system, you switched over, you just get to yep. keep 25,000 and reallocate it to something that has yep. positive
4: ROI. So
3: and that's just the money. That's not counting the amount of time that you save. Yeah.
4: Right. And there's a right. whole other element to so the, the increased retail sales that we've seen yeah. from all of our affiliates who join. like it has made the buying process so much easier that people literally are spending more money. So, so. talk,
2: so let's so everybody's like intrigued now. So any gym owner <laughs> just like is really kind of leaning in and they're like, these yeah. pitches are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so talk to me, like give the give the 30-second rundown of wheel pay. Give me your elevator pitch. I'm putting you on the spot, bro. So
4: you better nail this. No, this is this is like I've been doing this, this every what day. He's I'm gonna make it really simple for you. Yeah. Our system is completely free, period, full stop. There's no, exclu- There's no other explanation to that we don't charge for the uh, administrative functions for each gym to operate the uh, portal, nor do we charge for you to utilize our credit card facilitation. So that's number one. Number two, you do not pay transaction fees anymore. And what's really unique, and I know we'll dive into it, is boiled into that uh, fee that you no longer pay that your community helps service you with, we make a donation to one of the charitable um, givers inside of our network. And that's really special to us. Um, the other thing that we, we will fix, and I mean fix, is how you transact in your retail environment. You know, a lot of gyms go with the, we have a pen and paper next to the whiteboard model. Well, we fixed it. Um, we simplified the process so you don't have to pay someone to just sit there and do uh, charge transactions. The other two things that we've done um, is we've created a global network of companies and organizations like yourselves that you can actually go in and purchase products from. So if you think about it like a virtual shopping cart where you purchase these products, they'll be drop shipped directly to your house and the affiliate that you're um, linked to will financially benefit from that. So that's a huge value add for your community because now you're buying products you were already buying like Killcliffe, and all of a sudden your your affiliate gets cut into the profit center. So it's not Um, just... I'm proud of you right now, that was, was good like that. that was good you you hit all the you hit all the marks seconds, but it was beautiful. Not,
2: this is pretty was... close if we if were in an yeah, elevator I mean, if we were can't... in an elevator, I'm not That's bored yet. I'm not bored <laughs> yeah. yet, so you have my attention so <laughs> you you've solved multiple problems with this uh in addition to the big one, quite frankly, which is putting or not putting keeping money in the affiliate
4: oh yeah. Yeah, first true. and
2: foremost, keep in mind, yep. we know most of them are not profitable. And in this instance, doing nothing but potentially switching over to wheel pay will, in some instances, be the first time an affiliate owner would pay themselves. Or he, you use it for whatever you want.
3: Last you said that. He said, right. this yes. the first time I have actually, he, he, paid he said, myself. I looked at my wife and I said, is this right? Because she kind of handles my, is this right? She goes, yeah. He's like, this is the first time I've actually been able to pay myself in probably five years of owning Seven. Seven, Seven years. years. Seven that
2: years. person needs to join affiliate you. We will fix that problem as well. <laughs> the, sec- the second part of that is um, so if 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 somebody's trying to imagine what this is and how it works, I give you a quick rundown. And uh, have you guys seen the that uh, the Amazon store video where that person walks in, they grab something, and then they walk out, oh, yeah. and you're just like, "Did they just steal? Did we Did just witness?" It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. It's basically that. So this is all app based. Right. So you can do your membership stuff in here, but from a retail standpoint, it is all self-serve kiosk from the person's phone and okay. they can walk in, they can check out and they can leave and there's no more. Write it down on the whiteboard. And, and, and we're talking about purchasing things, you know, in air quotes from you. While they're not even at the facility, okay. like if they want, uh, you guys, it, uh, bear complexes in there, right? The grips victory. Uh, no. Victory, oh, victory grips. Sorry. Yeah. Victory, yeah. Sorry. Victory. Yeah. So forget bear. Complex, Sorry. Victor. Right. Victory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> victory grips. So if I purchase those, the gym gets the margin for that. That's right. So now you've expanded your retail kind of crop, but not actually had to put up any capital in order right. to get it in there. So it's like, because it's, these businesses, it's one step understand. better than
4: presale. It's one step yeah. better than presale. Yep. Okay they understand that the gyms are sort of the marketing vehicle, right? Like we're using the gyms as an access point to these consumers. Why not cut the gym into it? They're part of the process at which, um, and to be fully transparent, it was actually Killcliffe's pitch. They were like, well, if we're going to mm-hmm. do this, let's bring the gyms. I was like, yes, like let's absolutely do that. So they well, had already, Chris, they had well, already done well, that. Well, Chris
2: is no dummy. So no. yeah. 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 Chris, Chris, he, they had
3: already done that. They did that at the beginning of COVID where they said, Hey, buy a case at book with, we will send your affiliate. If you buy it through them, we will send them money. So when we approached them and we're talking about this, they were like, this is exactly kind of where their heart is at, which is awesome.
2: So, uh, somebody, so people definitely have questions at this point. And one of them is just like, wait, how, how is this, what is this magic fairy dust that you've sprinkled on wheel pay? And yeah, that you've sprinkled onto, onto wheel pay that allows me to not pay transaction fees anymore. Right. So walk through the mechanism and how this works. Because I do think it's, an, it's a very interesting model that I was not aware does exist elsewhere. However, we've mm-hmm. just repurposed it to the, to, for niche purposes to the CrossFit ecosystem, which is, hey, we're going to move the transaction and, and on top of that, use it for something that the CrossFit community is already hip on, which is the benevolent organization. So right. talk right. to me
4: about that. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, we, we, we call it the the affiliate fee. As you join the Wheelpay family, you become one of our affiliates. You're part of our network of organizations. You know, we're not specific to CrossFit. We're a micro ecosystem for micro gyms. Um, and inside of the, the fee that they're now paying is what we call the affiliate fee. And in paying that it's 4% across the board flat to every transaction, no matter whether it's a $3 can of juice or a $200 monthly membership, the fee stays flat. The nice part about it is you know, our, our company, just like we said, everybody has to get paid. So the company that we work with on the back end, they get their pay. Um, and then on the front side of it, uh, that's where the donation gets pulled out of. So we make, um, and it's roughly, it, it really is market dependent, but it's usually about 25% of our, um, our net pro- profits. What we take in mm-hmm. is donated directly out to uh, a charity within the network. And we've already networked in with uh, organizations like the Navy SEAL Foundation, um, the Phoenix uh, Project Safe, uh, Habitat. Uh, I'm sorry. It's project safe child, uh, habitat. Yeah. That's and, who we uh, chose.
2: We, we chose a uh, safe
4: Child.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. So they're based out of Raleigh. They're amazing. And here's the cool part. I, I realize this is a gym owner. We're a very philanthropic organization at news river. Um, and we've always done charity events and all these things, you know, by me switching into this system, that, that, true need to have the, the fundraiser falls less on the emphasis of raising the money and more about awareness to what you're doing because you can point the money in whatever direction you want. So, you know, in that 4%, they also get access to the global village. And it's important to note that the prices we've negotiated with the vendors inside of that are selling the products cheaper than you can buy online. So there's a value add to the consumer. They're getting a little bit more for their money on top of, and I said this fully transparent to my membership. I was like, I need you all to know you're helping me directly. You are right. helping me. You are helping my business. You are helping our coaches. You are helping our community, and you're giving back to charity. And there was not a there was not yeah. a eye that turned. They were all supportive of it.
3: Well, you know? and just to be just to be clear, because I what John was saying, he would because you said no fees, and then and then we're talking about this fee all of a sudden. I'm sure. Oh knows. yeah. I mean, wait a minute. What the? So essentially, what happens is that instead of John as the gym owner paying all the fees for all of the members, all of a sudden all the members are now paying that fee for using a credit card. Um, and so, it, and it yeah. itself.
2: so you just took it and you flipped it to the other side, which some people could right. be uneasy about a little now bit, but,
3: but in CrossFit, right. especially because it's community, it almost makes sense because instead of expecting this one person to carry this heavy burden, what does CrossFit do? They're like, we're going to lift each other up.
2: That was exactly where I was going with this because I, I don't think it, it should be skipped over that 4% or 3% or whatever the number is 3% to, to the to the purchaser on the purchase is not the same as three percent to the business right. no. owner. You're talking about three percent no. to the bottom line, dude. Like right. a ton. Tom, um, so just hop on here. I'm gonna.
4: I think too. Just to go back, Jason. I want to clarify a point too. It it is you know when you pay a one point nine nine to two point nine nine variable percent transaction. Um, inside of your environment, you got to realize too. There's a surcharge fee, and what right. I actually really boiled it down to being was somewhere in the scope of five to seven percent of my entire net or gross from the entire year. About five to seven percent is what it really boiled down to being. So I, you know, I'll give you my numbers. I have no issues saying we, we made somewhere in the scope of two forty nine two fifty last year, um, and I paid out uh, eighteen so thousand. Right. Straight out. And I'm only, I'm in the lower end of it. You know, we had 125 Mm -hmm. active members consistently throughout the year last year, um, which is a good number for my, for my area. That's a good number. We're in a good space. But think about what that does for the affiliate owner. That's, that's a, that's a, that's taken
2: a potential part-timer to full-time. That's right. That's right. That's, uh, I don't know how paying the affiliate owner for the first time ever. I mean, this is, it's yeah. Right. It's a big deal, right? It's, or just putting a profit margin in in place. Right. So that that if COVID hits, like I'm good. So uh, it's a big deal, but I do think people, there's probably some people out there who just like, Oh, so you're just going to push it back to the consumer. And I'm like, well, number one, yes, because it's totally different than, and uh, honestly, that's not weird.
3: Oh, it, it's, it's, not actually, weird. Taxes. it's actually very, it's very prevalent in a it's lot very of, prevalent.
2: I mean, think about just rent. I mean, that's what that like triple net leases. As the renter, yeah. you pay all of the taxes. You pay everything. Landlord right. doesn't pay shit. I can, baby. <laughs> it's right. just okay. hidden
3: in different places, so people don't <laughs> right. see it as what it is. So yeah, just for... To, yeah, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. No, i just say, just for reference, so like if you have a $170 membership at 4%, you do not collect $170. That's no. right.
3: That's you collect... Like one, f-
2: 159 maybe. Uh, What is that? Six, eight, six, uh, $6.80. So you're collecting was at one yeah i was right so it's just like just about $7 off so it's about 163 as you're taking on, them 16320 for, for one membership per member right? right that's so stack that up over every member across 12 months in that's addition it. to retail sales yeah, right and in, and and it's worth saying that like uh, some of the retail sales it doesn't matter but some it does. So like the larger the purchase gets, the less of a chunk it is. But what you were referring to earlier, things that are in the three dollar range that yeah. have that have a nine, 10 cent or 30 cent surcharge because of the transaction. I'm like, well, that was 50% of the margin on that. So that's right. That's what you're referring to earlier. It's just like it doesn't even make sense for me to sell this because I know what I bought it for. I know what I sell it for. But what's invisible to me
4: is what was taken out in the middle and what I actually (laughs) collected. Yeah. yeah. So instead of taking your three dollar can at a dollar seventy four, you know, wholesale and making a dollar twenty six, you're going to make like, and I did the math. It was between sixty five and fifty five cents, depending on what I was selling in the in the transaction. So you're almost doubling your your return on that retail transaction.
2: Right. And it's so huge. that is the whole thing, right? And then in, in combination with this idea of convenience, right? So the member yes. can just, so lo- long gone are the days at this point where the member's like, hey, I need somebody to check me out or write this on the board. Like we've put all of that in the hands of the user, which is mm-hmm. what everybody wants anyway. Like I want to walk up and I want to, you know, either scan or just pick that can of Kilcliffe Fit Aid, bang, like whatever, purchase it on my account and walk out of here. Like that's I'm all out I want. The door. I'm out Mm -hmm. the door. So now Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about like, hey, put it on my tab or, hey, let me step away for a second and then go do this or paying somebody to sit there or you've eliminated the the
4: request for money that they still owe you because you got to do this. Right.
2: So all of that's gone in addition to increasing the margin. And this is where this, in my personal opinion, is, is, is a big catalyst to people really getting retail sorted out. Because it's already it's such a pain point for people because a they don't know how to do it, it's it's a hassle to sell. So we're not in the retail business. And then I have and then I have this beef with investing in inventory because mm-hmm. in most cases it just sits because I can never be there to make the transaction. Yep. Where now it's just like, no, no, you can buy it. Just like yeah. go in there and walk out of here with it and just pay on your phone. Yeah, Which and the nice part to about to what way. people were
1: doing
3: anyway—they were now. already doing that. They were grabbing it and writing their name down and walking out the door. We've just made it uh, so that they're paying as they're
4: walking out. The door. On a sweaty piece of paper. On a sweaty I, piece now, of paper. <laughs> so that so that
2: variation, unfortunately, still does happen. Right, yeah. the well, one on that, that for sure. And, and now, uh, most people have have gravitated towards like they've got their retail environment in Watify or Shopify or something else like there, but that still is not self-service. That's right. it's not chiosk, right? And it's not wrapped into something that's branded for me that lives right. in my ecosystem, right. right? So like I can't do that. And I know, I know, Watify has an online store function, and I love Wattify, but it sucks. Like that's not that's what it, that's not what it's for. It is not user friendly. Right. It's not app based. It's not mobile friendly. It's none of that stuff. That's so, right. um, although they are they are supposed to be revamping their athlete app here pretty soon anyway mm-hmm. shout out wi-fi but anyway the um <laughs> the so the it's not i get that it's available but it's not actually it the ux
4: is awful which means people just aren't going to use it right and that's what i ran into you know utilizing a few because I, I don't even want to tarnish anybody else's brand they're doing what they do and they've been doing it for years um, but i ran into that exact problem where it's Either I'm going to have to upgrade my gym with some piece of equipment in order to do it the way that I, that our system is kind of doing it, or I have to change something about the downline of how I'm selling. Like it was, it was an infrastructure change that quite frankly, people are used to using the piece of paper and we know, and we know in our space, people don't like change. Right. So, and I, I, this was the coolest part of the whole thing. The first probably month we, you know, obviously News River was the the first gym, mm-hmm. so we're running things through and I've always had a fairly decent size retail environment. I always have thought if you don't sell it, they're going to buy it somewhere else. So you might as well carry what they like. And I found one of my athletes holding his phone and holding a a can and looking at me and looking at his phone. And he's like, I can't explain to you why, but I'm buying way more stuff now. (laughs) And it just became part of it. And so, you know, we were able to create coupon codes for people who were buying more stuff. So they were being kind of, you know, here's a referral code or here's this. So you get a little discount here or there. But I was also able to manage things like pre sales. So I do all my gear orders as a pre sale within the system. They buy it before I even, I don't have to do anything. There's no Venmo request. There's no nothing. You nothing just go in there, right there. I've listed it. You buy it. I give you two weeks and then I place the order. So it simplified a lot of the processes that I found to be time consuming. It's made them almost effortlessly, you
2: know? So there's three, there's three kind of aspects to really crushing retail right so the first one is kind of what we're talking about is was which is like the ux or for anybody's not know i'm talking about the user experience and the convenience of it right so the app mobile friendly portion of this which is this is my profile that has my information on it and i just click and then walk out so that's one the second thing which if you're making this convenient now makes sense to build this out right now it's worth the investment if I know it's going to turn right that's always everybody's fear is that I'm going to buy the stuff it's going to sit because typically it's not displayed well so I will tell you we have and we're not even done yet we have just revamped the entire lobby to make it like really nice I mean like it, it looks good like lighting uh mannequins all that stuff and all we didn't buy any more stock by the way we just redisplayed it in in a manner that looks like you were to walk into like a Lulu or something like that, mm-hmm. and and put it right as you walk out the door, and sales are up like a thousand percent. People are just walking by and they're like, oh shit. You guys Imagine have shirts? That. I'm like, it's the same shirts we have for <laughs> six months. Like, and
4: it's of it's it.
2: It's my fault, right? Yeah. So, but and and so then you tack on like making it easier for them to walk out. Like literally before he got on this, there's a guy who came back. He was like, oh, I'm gonna buy those. He came back, took a break from work to come back in here and buy three shirts. So this is how you create yes. a, a retail environment that actually in in no shit in uncertain terms, actually aids the business when you're doing That's three right. $4,000 of revenue, which is not far-fetched, by the way. It's not. Right. Not far-fetched. That you're doing 30 40% margin on most of the time. And now I can do a big order of T-shirts or order multiple colors that will all collectively turn faster that people right. can buy from home and then walk out, increasing my brand awareness. So th- this just keeps going as you go through now, I don't have a problem stocking more protein because I can yeah. see the rate at which it's leaving. And, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to be here for that to happen. And this is how other people get it. This is, this could be the thing that funds, like if you're running a you know, 30, 40% profit margin on retail, like what I do is I typically keep something around 1500 bucks in my retail account just enough to do like a big buy of something before it runs back up. And then every yep. month it gets replenished, but anything over 1500, I move that money over to the equipment account. There you go. So if it bumps to 2,500, I'm taking a thousand bucks and I'm dumping it into the Boom. equipment account. And I'm like, now we have a thousand bucks, even though we were already allocating money, to that anyway, but this is how I'm just like, Hey guys, we're going to totally redo the bathrooms, but it was paid for by retail, not coming out of the business. So this can absolutely be a lever that you can use. You just have to put some things in place. So I said three and only mentioned two. So it's convenience, then it's display. And then after that, it's inventory. Yes. You need to carry something so that you can do bundles. And if you're not doing bundles, you should right, like pair Mm. multiple things together be like, Hey, buy three, get 10% off, like whatever that's the stuff how you can really increase the average buy from 20 bucks to 60 bucks right. overnight just like done be like hey if you buy three of those you get 10 percent off they're like okay done i'll done. take the hat the i'm gonna the buy t-shirt. It right i'm gonna take the hat the t-shirt and a kill cliff and i'm like 10 percent because you were gonna spend 20 now you spent the hat and the t-shirt that's 50 plus another three bucks 53 55 bucks done yep
4: and yes. I, I'll say too, like on, on that part two where you're like display, I've been in um, five gyms in the last three weeks to helping them on board. And all of them, all of them admitted that their retail environment suffered because of the sort of lack of ease of creating transactions. And what it allowed them to do immediately was look inward at how they were doing it, how they were displaying it and how they were going to present it and they have all made changes already and they're going to see the increase it'll happen because visualization right you got to see it the right way it has to look right it has to be present
2: you know that's why like when you go into any stores you go into a lululemon you go into a reebok store you go into any of these like brick and mortar stores and there it's not by accident really I, my cousin actually did design for interior stores for lulu for years and she worked for steve madden up in new york for a long time like that's literally she would walk in and she would lay the store out yeah. and she'd be like okay this is how it needs to be It, if designed correctly, it should suck people in and be like, Hey, you should come buy this from me right now. And all of a sudden, like, so we rearranged it and we rearranged it like twice in three days. And then what happened was we knew we had nailed it when like, as people were walking out, they were like, they couldn't they couldn't keep walking they just they just stopped <laughs> they just stopped and moved over there and like oh look at this and i'm like yeah. and i was i was sitting at the front desk and i looked looked over at Lindsay. i was like it's working I was like it's working um when so you that,
3: that you see that, that blues, you see that you see that places the way that they set it up the placement of the entrances oh yeah. access, i mean it's 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 it can't be understated how important that part is but then when you make it super easy for them to get what they want and leave
2: And again, this is before we talk about the larger global market that people could just be sitting at home buying some shit for themselves that you get a couple bucks off of. They're like, I need some grips and like, hey, go on your app right now and buy it right there. But like buy those grips and they're like, boom, you just made four bucks or like whatever. I don't know what the margin is, but like. I mean, that's what you're talking about. Like, and then making this as part of your onboarding process, you know, cause you and I were talking about this earlier and any, like, this is p- one of the big aspects of what we teach people in affiliate you is like really beefing up the intro and the onboarding and the, and the kind of integration into the community. Like having this makes introducing retail and making oh, that like, I mean, it's, yeah. it becomes killer, mm-hmm. right? It becomes
4: a really killer experience you can dive right into the app. And the, and the nice part about it is once you set your store up, you can search through things. And this is the thing I think it's been the most valuable for me. I sell, I sell like, I bet you I sell 60 different products. Um, so which for most know-
2: affiliates is mind blowing by yeah. the way. Like uh, people is. are like, they sell like two SKUs and I'm like, no, no, I'm like you like <laughs> 60s, 60s, not a ton, but for a CrossFit gym, it's basically uh, yeah. a mil- It's basically a million.
4: <laughs> yeah, it might as well be, and and I and I and I I go kind of on you. I, I don't move my my money around the same way, but the same aspect. Like if I'm gonna go, I go all in. I didn't buy eight containers of protein. I bought thirty, so right. I have the inventory. I have the stock, and that will prove to me whether it's gonna sell well or it's not gonna sell well. But being able to go through our shopping environment and and, a, and a, for lack of a better description, because I know that the users, the folks out there will understand this. Think of Amazon. You literally go in and you can scroll through and look at everything. So before you even come into the gym, you know, I want to buy Bub's natural. I know he sells the MCT powder. That's exactly what I want. And they can look at it, you know, review it, look at the we put the so on mine, we've set it up so that the photos include the nutrient, you know, nutrition information. Right. So they can look at it all. You know, it's all there. It's taken the research out of, and it's why people like shopping virtually, anyways. Nobody wants to stand in a store and look at stuff, create the environment for them. It takes 10 minutes to set up your shop the way that you want to. And then it does the sales, you know, the sales for you.
3: And, and obviously big, we're,
4: go, go ahead, Nate. No, no, so go ahead. I was
3: going to say to piggyback off of that, the, the other thing that's really neat about the, the system and the way that we've set it up is that, yes, we're working with these really big names like Victor Grips and Coakworth. And, but we're also working with like local shops like set bars that build out of like um, a, a, a kitchen that's borrowed. Um, yeah. And so like they're all of a sudden, like these, these local shops that may or may not have access to a nationwide market all of a sudden they're able to get a lot more exposure than they would Ones before.
4: that we you know and to that like if there's anybody listening who has and a it's product all that quality. might be interested in talk to us because we're interested yeah. we want to it's all about community you know you look at a lot of the companies that have been built through crossfit i've seen it i mean i've been in the business for 10 right. years these you know these businesses exist specifically because of our community and we want to lift them up we want to be a part of that too you know
3: That's right.
4: That's right.
2: One thing we haven't addressed here, which again is part of the big selling point, is the sustainability that this creates for the nonprofits in the ecosystem, right? So, again, think about this a percentage of every transaction done in your gym. So, let's just call it 300K. A percentage of 300K gets dumped into that nonprofit monthly.
3: Actually, right. it's quarterly.
2: Well, quarterly. well, but I mean like on a periodic yeah, basis, everything. right? Yeah, yeah. However that goes out. But the, but the point is, is like I no longer have to like have to worry about this burden. I'm like, we got to do a fundraiser this month and I have this target to hit. And I'm like, no, no, no. We do that all year long. Maybe yeah, that's like right. that's, that's that's happening. Right. And I can put that out to my members and they'll be like, hey, we're gonna give to so uh who are the who are the current people in the ecosystem? So it's Navy SEAL Foundation, Navy
3: SEAL Foundation, it's the Phoenix, which is addiction recovery based Yeah. Safe
2: Center, Child,
3: Project Safe Child, and then Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity. And then there's and one then more work uh we had we had one more. Um we had to go offline with them for okay. a little bit, but um but we're also in
4: conversations with a few other ones. For yeah, sure. so we're
3: talking yeah. to um uh I think uh Faith Rx and then um we really want to talk to barbells for boobs so if you're listening like all of a sudden it doesn't have to just i'll connect out, you with but, z hey come yeah, on we should, i mean because i mean definitely that was when I'll, we started this this was th- that they were the ones my mom is a breast cancer survivor um and so like they were we were at wadapalooza two years ago and Wheelpay had just gotten started and we're listening to you talk about you know their affiliation and then like listening to the, the people that were there that were survivors and it, it that was really kind of what, cause we were, we basically were like, if we could fundraise for them all year and it's not just breast, breast cancer, it's, alone, huge. it's, it's the huge. whole year that we're doing stuff for them and yeah. people get to decide. I mean that, I mean, we love, we want to help people and that's, number one is being able to help people that are helping others.
2: Yeah. And then you're talking about like all of these nonprofits that people have an affinity for already. It's not sure. like we have to be like, all right, we're having this event. We got to do it. We got to have this hard push. I mean, you can still do that and, sure. and, yeah. and you should, however, be like, no, no, it feels much better to know that I'm doing that every, every single exactly. month, That's every right. single month. Right. And this is how, this is how like wounded warrior project. And a lot of these other like really big 300, $400 million companies have done that. And they're just like, Hey, you can sign this up and you can take, you know, $2 out of your paycheck and you get enough people to do that. And all of a sudden, you have this massive mm. company that's able to do. And I don't know if order is the best example, but they have they do tons of revenue. Is my point. Sure. And but if you take that and then you know you do uh, roll that over to somebody like Navy Seal Foundation or Barbells for Boobs, now they have the capital to do what they need to do. And this is important for people to know. So like, nonprofit is a rough world. <sighs> hard, hard life. It is a hard life. It is constant. It is constant reinventing of the wheel. It is a constant. So I want to give everybody a little example. So for all of you gym owners who struggle with the ask for something that people are coming to you, willingly wanting to give you money, flip that on its head where you have to go and ask people for money who may not want to give you money. That is nonprofit in a, in a, in a nutshell. It is so exhausting. True. And I worked in nonprofit for three years. And it quite frankly, is something I think everybody should do. Like they should go and they should live in that world. And you should realize like how fucking hard that is mm-hmm. and how stressful it is. Um, this is a, a way to create sustainability for these organizations that we all know very well in the ecosystem that do good stuff. Right. And, and we can contribute to that on a massive level. And in some instances, probably increase their revenue by two,
4: 300%. A, a lot. And, and, I, and I think uh, to go on board with what you're saying, one of the things that I, I, very, I have a very clear remembrance, speaking with Scott Strode from the Phoenix, um, and one of the biggest hurdles that 501c3s have is it's not just the fundraising, but it's the continued expense of simple things like marketing. All right. So in order to fundraise you have to continually dump money into that effort. So it's not it's not as you would say a self-licking ice cream cone. It's got a huge no. hole in the bottom and you keep having right. to fill it up. Mm-hmm. And our system allows the autonomy of just knowing that the fundraising is done. It's done. Here's the guaranteed money you know that you're going to get. But it only really works on a macro level, you know. One gym's not going to make enough money for the Navy SEAL Foundation to sponsor Uh, You know, hundred thousand dollars scholarship, but if a hundred gyms are moving their money into Mm -hmm. there, we're making a big dent. You know, that's our vision. It's it's really more global. We're bringing the products that people care about into the system that they can purchase that benefit the gyms, who ultimately benefit the five hundred one c threes and charities that we've already been supporting. So Mm -hmm. to go back on your terminology, it literally is a self licking ice cream. Right, (laughs) and
2: that's that's the beauty of it, right? And (laughs) and it makes the gyms more profitable at the same time. It's a win 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 scenario, which is what we're all searching for.
3: Well, and like, you know, be, because of the fact that the community's built the way that it is, I can come up and visit Rife, I can pay a drop-in fee through the app oh, because a cool. member, right, and of that, of that $25 or whatever that fee is for you. It's fifty How bucks here because of the a,
2: amazing experience that you would get. No, <laughs> right. Because the, it's the new retail. No, I'm spot. just kidding. I'm
3: just kidding. Absolutely, we have the, the dancing people. <clears throat> off,
2: oh yeah, I've got the little air, the air guy <laughs> yeah, whose arms right. fling around. Yeah, yeah. I but it's, so it's cool because, good. like, I can Ackerman, go Ackerman, Ackerman dances in the lobby in yeah, a little exactly banana hammock. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but it's great because, like, I can go up and I can know that, like, I'm not just paying a drop-in fee. I mean, yes, I'm supporting another another CrossFit gym. I'm not just paying a drop-in fee. I don't just have access to your retail. I, everything I do inside of the system, first and foremost, is going to go help somebody else, yep. whether that's, that's our that's nonprofit our that's our or whether that's a local business that you love and you don't want to see go under because of a pandemic, whatever that is, every time you make a purchase, yes, you're paying, you're paying 4% more. You, instead of paying 350 for a can of Kill Click, you're paying 386, right? Yes, you're paying 4% more. But what is that 4% doing? That's helping right. a ton of people. It's giving back a ton of time to people, as you know, as gym owners, you don't have a ton of time. You are running a business, and you are the spiritual advisor for people, and you're holding babies, and like, and you're not in retail, so like, it's, it, it's just, I love it because the win, win, win,
2: win. Well, win, math win, so somebody, and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy to combat anybody who's got any number of thoughts going on in this. So like, let's just say you're like, well, why don't you just raise your prices five dollars? Oh, like, I love that one. But you don't, you're not doing the math right. You don't right. get $5. You're right. still
4: losing money. On you the still, you you're still,
2: still going to sh- pay fees on the $5. So I don't get that's to keep right. the $5. And the $5 isn't like we just went 4% was seven. Right. So if you bump it up by five, you're still not getting the seven back. Right. right? So right. again, it, it's one of these things where like, if you're like, oh, I'll just raise the prices. I'm like, and many gyms should raise their prices, but that's a whole different discussion. But this is a way to just recoup or keep. What you're taking in, while simultaneously giving to a nonprofit, so this eases the conversation of saying, "Hey guys, you will see a slight bump in your monthly fees. However, a portion of that is going to nonprofit. Boom, which we will give you a report quarterly, so that everybody here feels good about what we're doing. Oh, and simultaneously, we're going to be able to dump that revenue back into the gym and put into the equipment fund, or like whatever else we're going to do. So again, it it, it is." a really big deal and this is, but that's, that's if you're talking about just running memberships through that, this is before we talk about leveraging like retail sales and, and, or doing uh, events and like you could do, you could use it for virtually anything. So again, it's, it's limitless, but it, it, it seamlessly wraps this, but this blanket of benevolence in it and is good for both the gym and the nonprofit space in there as well. In addition to just being convenient, and, you know, yes, the consumer is going to foot the bill for that. But that's kind of the way the world works. That's right. Like, I don't know oh, how to say sure. that, you know? No, for um, sure. And, and I, was, I was thinking about this the other day. If somebody was so bent on this and be like, okay, I don't want to mm-hmm. roll the full 4%. I'm like, split the difference. Adjust your yeah. adjust your price. Do the math and split the difference. Be like, okay, I want to roll this up 2%. So what does that look like? So I'll take, I'll get 2% back and I'll only increase theirs to 2%. And, and I still get more money, curated- right?
4: Yeah, we've curated a bunch of very simple solutions to head that problem off because, you know, I get it. I'm a gym owner. I I get it. People live on a fixed income. I'm not here... We can actually make the problem go away very simply. We've created a very simple system for how we price things. And from the back end admin, where, where that's something we would help you do, you know, we are part of the process of bringing you into a new you know, merchant account with us. We are part of onboarding. Um, but also, we can manage how those price structures get set up. Everything is completely set up for your gym. It's totally specific for what you do. It's got your imagery on it. When you open the app, it has your photos and has your logos, so that people recognize that it's through you. So it's totally up to how you want to do it. And I, I, I will say this: in the 14 gyms that we've moved into the system, I have not had a single person actually complain. And I, and I don't, I don't say that you shouldn't. If you do have an issue with it, it's fine. Um, but no one has actually batted an eye because once I explained to him the value from the gym owner's perspective, push the and, and for what it is, I'm the philanthropic part of it is a huge piece for me but when the the consumers of that gym understood that it would bring value to the gym owners then nobody cared nobody
2: well, it's also probably nobody got any complaints because you're a gem owner. So, you know, all of the pain points associated with doing something like switching a merchant processor, uh, right? Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, this is when you're just like, hey, not only are you going to lose some of these people, you're going to pay a $700 to do a secure transfer of information, um, some of which won't actually go through or neither right. or, or be secure. So you're just like, wait, so why am I paying you $700? Like, I don't right. understand what's going on here. So because it's free. Right. And because and you and and these are things that you and I like fleshed out when you came to me and you're just like, Hey, what about this? And I'm like, I think it's amazing, but here's all of the benefits of that. Of like, mm-hmm. so if you wanted to just start in your retail environment and and just systematically get everybody on wheel pay by yep. doing retail sales through it, well, Easy. I don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. Like all of the switchover has been done by virtue of them wanting to buy things. And then I can just be like, I'm turning this off and I'm moving over because we all know the absolute nightmare of like living in two worlds simultaneously where like I'm going from this one to this one. And so I'm paying for them both and I'm worried about the transfer and it's costing me an additional $600 to push everybody over. And I'm on this crazy 30 day window because I'm trying to make this this transition really quickly. You can roll this out on quite
4: literally whatever timeline you want. Cause the first time you switch somebody into our ecosystem, you're not paying their fees anymore. Right. It's, it's that simple. It's right. that simple.
2: So I think uh, I think what you guys are doing are really cool. I'm a, I'm a massive proponent of it, which I told you, you know, uh, well over a year ago when we first had okay. this conversation. Before and we were really
4: there yet, you know? Just I know, yeah, so now I think there. it's
2: cool. I, I think, I, I, and, I, and having seen under the hood of a lot of affiliates, a lot of affiliates, this is something that is desperately needed because it w- in many instances it will give them the, not it won't make them massively profitable but will give them the room to breathe mm-hmm. and, and operate because they are putting five six hundred dollars back into the bank account every single month mm-hmm. at which point that is more than enough to re- you know like again you're talking about like not even increasing revenue just giving more access to your own capital and saying like hey I just really need to get off the floor because I'm coaching you know fifteen hours a week and I'm like cool if, what if we took eight of those out because you can now afford it mm-hmm. because you get $600 back into the bottom line yeah. without selling any more memberships. And I'm like, I'm going to give you, you know, whatever that is, eight hours, uh, 30 hours of your life back each month so that you can actually start to work on your business. <laughs> yeah. And we'll help I mean, you do the transfer. So that's, it's right. not that's right. something
4: you have to worry about. Right.
2: Doing. I mean, it's, there's so many good things about this. It's just like, it's like giving somebody something that they didn't already have. They didn't know they already had. And they're just like, no, you actually have this stuff. We're just going to give you access to it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. Anything else you guys want people to know about wheel other than just like, let everybody know that best hour sent you and they'll, and they'll, and they'll give you some, some bennies there.
4: Yeah, uh, Nate, I'll let you kick off. I have a couple well, of things. I'm sure I, he's I got some. I think
3: probably the biggest thing, It's we hear this all the time from gym owners all over the place, and I think probably one of the biggest things that you would get if you did decide to switch to wheel play is access um, because what we want to do is be available to people probably more than anything. We want to help them with their business, we want to help them with their nonprofit. And we want to help just give people a good experience. Um, and so the only way that that happens is us being involved with you as a family, not just as somebody that is a fee. Um, so that's, that's, you know, we are available. I have people text me all the time, like, hey, something happened. Can you, can you look into this and I'll do it? Or, hey, can you help me set up this, this thing in my retail? So just know when you're doing that, that that's part of, the, part of what you're getting is access to people that really want to see you succeed.
4: What do you got, JP? Um, yeah. So first of all, I think um, one of the things that I hope anyone who who gets uh, ne- networked in with us, we are gym owners. We are gym coaches. We are a community of people who not only understand the struggles of running your organization, but just the struggles and ebbs and flows of a community. I want to build this with the intention of using you guys as the vehicle. I need to know, like we want your feedback. I want to know what can make it better. We aren't here to stop, we're here to start. And we just got started about 8 months ago and we've really gotten more public in the last month as we were ready and we got through all of our bugs and all the little issues we needed to fix because we built a native app. This is not a add-in or something this is completely native to what we've built. Our technology is unique and nobody else is going to be able to do it the way that we are because we've used the relationships that 10 years of being in the business has been able to offer us, and I'm proud to say that. That comes as part of our family. That comes as part. You get to be part of that. So in that, for the next, um, I think we have 35 more gyms, one of the things that we're offering is basically just to come to your location. I want to meet you. I want to meet the gym owners. I want to meet your community. I want to know more about what makes you tick because we are still developing, and we are going to continue to develop until this thing – to my point, I never want to see it end. I'm a true entrepreneur. There is no value in stopping if you want to make something great. So I want to see it become the best that it can be. And that only starts from the gym owners that we speak directly to. Because, And Nathan can attest to this. In the last probably two weeks, we've learned more about what we need to change from other gym owners' perspectives mm-hmm. than mine. Because as you know, Jason... We run gyms the way that we want to because we own them and that's the way that we think it should be done. That doesn't make it right or wrong. It just is what it is. And we learned a lot from, even in our own technology, we learned things we didn't even know our system could do until one of our uh, relationships in Raleigh. He was like, "Ah, check this out. I did this cool thing for uh, punch cards and it works really well. And I'm like, that's we didn't even realize we could do that. That's super cool, and so that kind of I see stuff that happens. Face, Jay.
2: <laughs> And then immediately we're like, "Why the fuck are you selling?" Why are you cards? doing?
4: Punch cards? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like,
3: uh, I saw that, that little. Uh, I was like, "What?" Do. It's like, "No, what we
2: stop doing? it right now!" But, um, hey, and to um, be
3: to be clear, too, I think this needs to be said. You know, and I, you, you probably won't hear other companies say this, but we are not a finished product yet. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, there's a lot of stuff that we want to do that's along this same genre and of helping people that we haven't even begun to build. So as you come mm. on and join with us, like like to like John said, you know, we want feedback. We want to make this as good as possible. Um, and that's where the accessibility comes in. The only way that we we get that is if you've got access to us because we're going to build a workout tracker. We're going to build like uh all sorts of, I mean we're working on um, setting up uh, uh investment accounts for for gym owners which is something that you know people haven't even thought about as a gym owner right like there's all this stuff that we're that we're wanting to build that we're going to build but we knew that we were going to start on start on something small which was let's save people as much money as we can just,
2: i love it dude i love what you guys are doing i think it's amazing um if you guys Do you want to talk a little bit
4: about our kind of partnership and maybe uh, um, that information
2: we let's do it let's do it on a different episode just like i right. think this is important I, in the meantime if you if you guys want to reach out just look up. you. You can find WheelPay wheel pay on Instagram. We'll have links on our link yep. tree and our uh, Instagram profile and all that stuff, but just look at, um, look for wheel pay, tell them best hour sent you. So when you talk to either Nate or, or John, just tell them best hour sent you and, uh, and they will give you a little bit of the hookup there, which is, uh, which is important to us. Right. So we know it's important for affiliate owners and we want you to get a little benefit, uh, of the benefit of our relationship. So, um, Absolutely. look them up, Outside of that, man, um, I know you guys are busy. Thank you for your time. And uh, we, will, def- Jason, thank yeah, you so we much. will definitely have you back out and they're going to be coming out to Rife and, and to do some content about that. So you guys will see a lot more uh, stuff with regard to that that I think will really more clearly give you an idea of like how cool this is. Um, and how beneficial it can be. So,
3: Gotta shoot that new retail spot. That's
2: right, bro. That's right. Also, if you guys want to know, Nate is the guy behind the camera for dropping in for on hey, our YouTube series. Sure yeah, so, Can't so, wait for we the season family. Two. We got to get season two. Um, yeah. All right, gents. I appreciate it. And I will talk mm-hmm. to you guys soon. Thanks a lot,
1: Jason. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.